For me, Christmas, I didn't grow up in a, in a Christian home. I, I grew up in a religious home. And so for me, Christmas, man, it was all about what was underneath that tree. Oh, baby. I was creative, too, let me tell you. I literally peeled the paper off the bottom of a package, lifted the top off so that I could see what was inside, put it back down, and taped the seams. Yeah, I did that. And I was like 30. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, You know, and we would go to Grandma's house on Christmas Eve, and we would eat and eat and eat, and I remember going into my the spare room and climbing underneath all of the coats because her house wasn't well insulated. It was a wartime home, and I'd climb underneath all the coats and watch the Christmas tree reflect into the bedroom and try to fall asleep because I knew that meant Christmas would happen faster. It didn't happen faster. And, I, and you know, we would, then we would go to midnight service, and, you know, we went all the time, and you know, I get there, and we couldn't get in. One of my, one of my big, biggest memories was of the one year, it was really cold, and it snowed a lot. And so we ended up getting there, and, you know, there were a lot of people that were visiting our church, I guess, that night. And so we were outside, and I was sitting in the bushes. Don't ask why. And, you know, they finally came outside, and they had candles, and they were singing, and I, and I, I still never understood the meaning, and... After it was over, you know, my mom and dad both had their vehicles there, and my mom and dad both left, and each one of them thought that they took me home, and they didn't. I was like nine or younger. So I walked home. When I got home, they had already gone back to try to find me. So then I left home to go back to the church to try to find them. This went on for some time, as you can imagine. You might say, why are you telling this? Because I was on a journey to find something. You see, on Christmas Day, we would get together in the morning. My family would open our presents, and then everyone would go to sleep for a couple hours because I'd wake everybody up like at 2 in the morning. And, uh, you know, and then my grandma would come over, and my grandpa, and all of my aunts and my uncles. And, I mean, it was like literally walking into Toys R Us. It was like every kid's dream. And then they would put, you know, we'd sit there as kids, patient, while the grown-ups ate food and thought, why are they doing that? We should be opening presents. And finally, we would get permission, and one of the uncles or cousins would start to hand out the presents, and then it was literally like someone turned loose my inner ninja. (laughs) Paper flying everywhere. Didn't read the cards. How I many you know? You know what I'm saying? Didn't read the cards. Whoosh, card gone. Where'd the card go? My mom would be like, "You should read the card. There might be something in it." <laughs> you know, I think I threw away money. I don't know. All kinds of stuff. But man, the sound of that paper flying through the air. How I many you know what I'm saying? The smell of the turkey in the other room and, and, and the cookies. Let's just call it what it is. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sugar coma. And so all that was happening, but the minute it was over, something was empty inside of me. And that happened every year. I remember after the presents would be done, I'd feel empty, and I wouldn't know why. And then I remember when my parents became Christians, and you know they had made a decision, like you heard the kids in the, in the last song, for God so loved the world. I want to read a verse to you this morning that really 
is and sums up Christmas, but I want to give you a bit of an explanation in a moment. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. You know, I never understood what this verse meant. I never understood this this sacrifice, this price. But I want you to picture with me the Christmas tree that's always been in your life. Each and every one of us have one. For me, it's the tree that my mom and dad put up when I was a kid. Every year, it always looked amazing. It always looked the same. And I would go out early in the morning... My parents didn't have a lot of money. You know the pair of new skates? Or a pair of cougar boots back when those were cool? You know, my dad and mom would get those things that we needed, but also make it a present, if you understand where I'm going. And I didn't understand when my parents said to me, Son, Christmas is all about Jesus. You know, it's about God sending His Son, the greatest gift, and I didn't understand. I was 10 years old. I thought, why do things have to be different? It's always been pretty great. Except for that few minutes after the unwrapping was done. When I was 16 years old, I made a decision to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. You see, only you can make that decision. I did it. I was living with my grandma at the time. We were moving and we weren't into our new house yet. Our family was kind of separated because it took too long to build the house. And so I was living at my grandma's. It's kind of sad to not be with your family at Christmas, you know. And I, I gave my heart to Christ that fall. And I was kind of walking through the season for the first time. And this is what God showed me, and I want to share it with you today. That underneath the tree that you picture in your mind, there's a present And you might have picked at it, you might have kicked at it, you might have touched it, you might have pulled the bow, you might have peeked at it, but you've never opened it, and you've never accepted it. You see, friends, Jesus is the gift under the tree. God sent His one and only Son that whosoever would believe in Him should not perish, shall not perish, will not perish. People get mad when I share this because they're like, what kind of a God would would make me perish and send me to a lost eternity. None. He gives us a choice, and whether we realize it or not, we make the choice that determines our destination. And you might say, you don't know me, you don't know what I've done, you don't know what, I can't be fixed, I'm too broken. Friends, I'm going to let you know. I have talked to people who have done things that you just can't even begin to imagine. And I've watched as they open that present what God has done in their lives. See, I used to think if I just lived a good life, I was a good person, that was enough. But when I would get near that present under the tree, I would get convicted. Because I knew that I wasn't lining up. I knew that I didn't have anything good enough to present to that baby. You see, God sent the greatest gift mankind would ever receive in the form of a baby in a manger. But that baby wouldn't stay a baby. That baby would grow and become a man. 
And we know what happened to Him. He gave His life on the cross for you and for me. Friends, I want you to know that's not a disputed issue. That's a historical fact. You see, Jesus isn't a fable. He's a historical fact. There's more proof that He lived and was born and walked this earth and performed miracles than there is proof that you're alive and you're here right now. You might say, well, prove it. I don't have to prove it. I know what He's done in my life. I open my present. I know what He's done. He's changed me. See, the Bible promises that if we open that present, if we accept that gift, that the old man, the person that we think can't be fixed, passes away. And God brings a new person on the inside. And I I can't explain it any better than to say this. That first Christmas as a 16-year-old teenager, I remember distinctly sitting in the living room looking at the Christmas tree, completely mesmerized. Just mesmerized. It had never looked so beautiful. It had never looked so amazing. And so clear. And I'll tell you something else that happened to me that Christmas. The presents didn't really matter. Because I had already received the greatest gift. I already received the greatest gift. And that gift is here for you today. I'd like you to take a moment with me just to bow your head and to close your eyes. I promise I've got no tricks up my sleeves. Even with this sweater, there's nothing up there. And I believe in having fun as much as the next person, but these kids worked really, really hard. Grandma, grandpa, aunts, uncles, they worked really, really hard to share this gift with you today because they believe it. And I'm going to tell you something I've learned over the years. Sometimes kids know more than we do. They're not tainted by the world. They're not tainted by the negativity that's out there. They're not tainted by anger and hate like we are. They can accept the innocence of the gift that Jesus is. So right now, if you're here this morning and you're like, you know what, I can picture that gift under the tree. I've poked at it. I've thought about it. I've just never really ever grabbed onto it. And you'd like to make that decision today. You're like, you know what, I'm ready today to open that present. I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. I want this Christmas to be the greatest Christmas I've ever experienced. I want to pray with you. I don't want to embarrass you. I want to pray with you, and I want to help you unwrap that gift. If you're here today, and you're like, man, I can feel that in my heart. I I feel like God's tugging on my heart. And you want me to pray with you. I promise, I promise I won't embarrass you, but just slip a hand up so I can see it. And I I will recognize you and then you put your hand back down. Is there anybody who would say, please pray for me? Please pray for me. I see your hand, sir. Is there anybody else who would say, please pray for me? Hold it up long enough for me to look left and right. I see your hand in the back. I see your hand in the back. Is there anybody else who would say, you know what? This Christmas is going to be different. It's going to be my Christmas. I'm opening that gift. I want Jesus. I see your hand. Is there anybody else before I pray? All right, up in the balcony, cool. So here's what we're going to do. See your hand. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray a prayer because I don't know if you know how to pray. But I'm going to ask our kids to repeat this prayer really loud with me. And I want the grown-ups to join in. But those of you who raised your hand, I don't know if you know how to pray. So I want you to make these words your own. Because the Bible says we have to confess that we've sinned. 
And the word sinned means that we've wronged God, we've wronged ourselves, and we've wronged others. Bottom line. And Jesus pays the price for the wrongs that we can't erase. I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, please come talk to me after. But we're going to do this together, and I'm asking all the believers in the room to do it as well. Because you know what? we got some people here today that are going to join our family. They're going to join our family by opening the gift. Amen? Amen? All right, well, let's just bow our heads. and Just repeat this prayer after me. Kids, I need your help today, okay? Lord Jesus, I come to you today, and I want you to know that I've seen the gift. I've poked at the gift. But today, I'm opening it, and I'm receiving it. Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my heart, And to come into my life, I acknowledge that I have sinned. I have done wrong against you, against others, and against myself. I give you my past and everything in it. My present and all that's happening. And my future and all that I hope to be. Jesus Thank you for saving my soul. Man, does that feel good? Can we say thank you this morning?